0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Welcome back to Rotoviz OT. It's myself, Colin Kelly. I'm joined, as always, by Sean Siegel. We're going to have a little bit of a different show for you today. Of course, the NFL Draft happening on Thursday. You'll be listening to this on Friday. so. Round one will be in the books at that point. We are recording this ahead of schedule. We want to have that show out for you on Friday morning for you to listen to. And we also know that we can't guess the future, Sean. We can't actually accurately predict all the moves of all 32 teams, including trades, ahead of schedule. We would be very rich men if we could do that. So we are going to do a show slightly different. And then, of course, we're going to have Sean and Ben and some reaction stuff on day two over on the road of his live stream on the road of his youtube channel but sean the nfl draft is kicking off tonight as we record this on thursday it should be exciting hopefully some of the skill position players that we've been talking about over recent weeks get good landing spots it's going to be interesting then to see how that dust settles over the the next week or so so excited to find out all that uh, just wanted to be here feels a little bit like christmas morning sometimes when you're waiting for those landing spots and and where players go you set for the nfl draft and we'll hold back we're going to We'll tell the listeners then what style of a show we have in place today. The NFL draft is, is the best, right? We get to find out what silly
2: selections the Kansas City Chiefs make, even though it won't matter as they go on to win another Super Bowl. We get to find out what's going to happen with those quarterbacks at the top of the draft. It, that part is going to be absolutely fascinating. A lot of drama there with the four big names, and we've really heard them in, in all different types of, of order so by the time listeners get this pod they will know where their, those quarterbacks are we're looking forward to all that as you mentioned i will be on with ben Gretsch tonight we're doing a live stealing bananas for day two that's just chock full of fantasy relevance can't wait for that and call him another little note we've been doing a dynasty reanimator series that won't be what we do today but New Dynasty startups at the various price levels are now open over at the FFPC. So make sure you get over there and sign up, right? We're into startup season. Next week, we're going to be into rookie draft season. This is the absolute best time of the year for Dynasty. I call them with those leagues actually open now. I know we're going to see an avalanche of new leagues being drafted. We're going to have all kinds of new information on how People are approaching startups in 2023. I can't wait for that either. As you mentioned, the best time of the year. And kind of to celebrate, as you said, we're going to have a show that is completely off-topic.
1: Completely off-topic. And before we get into that, I am going to say... Sean and Ben are on live if you haven't subscribed yet to the road of his youtube channel head on over and do so it will have a link in today's show notes you'll be able then to get the show once it is live and you can turn on the notifications and so on to get a notification to let you know when the guys go and we may have some other shows we may have some live drafts and so on over the course of the next few months so don't miss out on that but let's get in to today's show oh, fires down field. All kinds of everything, Sean. That's what we're going to talk about today on Road of Booth Overtime. We are going to talk some of our film recommendations, TV recommendations, some stuff that I've been doing in the last week or two that I think people might think is unique or interesting, and uh, some other questions that we come up with along the way. We are doing one of our kind of live Q&A style shows. We haven't talked film recommendations, TV recommendations, or book recommendations in a long, long time. Something that we used to do on the third show of the week each and every week. Maybe we have to start to slot that in but we have a lot to talk about today Sean I'm looking forward to it always fun to find out a little bit more about each other when we do these shows I think when we talk on our shows we talk so much about the NFL and so much about fantasy football and then we have time before and after to converse about different stuff but I find that through this Q&A series we've learned probably more about each other in those shows than at, at all other times of what is now approaching 600 episodes I was caught my eye this week when i was checking on the reviews on apple to see how they were going there, still creeping towards that 200 number but it did say i believe this is episode maybe 583 sean so it is rapidly approaching it we're going to hit some sort of a historic landmark here at some point for the most shows for podcast i'm sure that we have a long way to go for that but how are you feeling as we we settle in here for for some off-topic conversations
2: good in the past we found out that column is Six foot six that he is a former superstar soccer goalie (laughs) a little bit about how things work over there in Ireland. Also, we have lots of Irish, English, UK listeners that Column has brought with his wonderful original Overtime Ireland show. So many of those listeners are already familiar with how some things function across the pond, but it's been really fun. To just learn about some you know slightly different cultures as well obviously the us and the uk have a lot of similarities and a lot of closeness but in some ways that makes the tweaks the differences even a little bit more interesting so it's been fun to go through all of those and how long you live not on a farm and not in a rural area but you do live enough away from the center of town you live in a a cul-de-sac that does have some acreage around it you have some chickens that you've told us about in the past but it sounds like you're taking the next step and you're on the way to becoming what's the what's the goal here you claim that you have
1: planted an orchard that is the claim that is the claim that we're starting off with and you as you read it out it feels like and Scott, pat fitz used to make a little bit of fun of me about this uh that I, I live on a ranch and zachary kruger does does similar i don't think it's a ranch but you mentioned for example there the intricacies and the differences if if this was in america this is rural this is out in the sticks you know the, the closest town to me is uh, about four miles away but it also has about 2000 people living in it. And that is the biggest town within a one mile or a, a one hour drive. So it's, it's quite rural and where I am is definitely very much in what I would say the countryside. <laughs> um, but there is some acreage was a nice way to say it, Sean. I would have said there's some fields, um, but I did plant over this past weekend. Something my wife has wanted to, to do for quite some time is to, to have some apple trees. So we went this past Friday, but, six apple trees at a kind of a local i don't know garden center i would call it and uh took them back and on sunday i decided we'd go ahead and get them planted so we have six i don't know what the limitation is i i think more than four technically my class is an orchard but i'm going to call it an orchard so i'm trying to come up with names for it as well and uh my daughter has come up with a few that are are not very i don't think they'll, they'll last the test of time but we we're trying a couple and I need some name ideas. So if anyone's listening and have any interesting orchard ideas, uh for names, I think that'll be good. I'm quite proud of it. Um and there's certain things that uh when you look around, and you know, in nature and the thing that stood out to me is that I'm hoping that those trees will be there for hundred years, you know, kinda of after I'm long gone. Sometimes I have morbid thoughts like that when <laughs> I think about after me, but I think I'm something that I'm, I'm quite pleased with how it turned out six trees sean Orchard or not an orchard
2: well, I didn't know there were definitions, but if you're above four, it sounds like you have hit it what uh what kinds I of think trees i think I made these?
1: up that definition also these are apple trees okay so is that you're looking for was a that the rhetorical part of the question an orchard well, oh, well, I suppose it could be pear trees could is it, a, is it still called an orchard if they're not apple trees yeah i would I would think so. I have no idea.
2: Out here in Tucson, we tend to have grapefruit, lemon trees like that that will grow a little bit, especially obviously if you take care of them. In, I'm getting jealous in the desert. So get some some good fruit off of that. But you're gonna you're coming up with a name. So I mean, is this again something that's done? You're thinking like famous vineyard. You're thinking like a rich person's house
1: i like to just put novelty names on things that i tend to enjoy there's a a little field in front of our house that a deer died in one time that my father-in-law found and we had at the time we were building the house and this deer was there quite large so we had to do something with the deer so we dug kind of a, a grave and buried the deer and that took on the name of deer hollow and i always thought that that was quite both funny and unique and it's kind of grown on me to have a strange name for different things so over the time now i've put little novelty names on different areas (laughs) so i don't think it's going to be like a famous like apple orchard that we're like having you know this world-class cider developed from or you know applesauce i don't think that's the way we're going here i think we'll make a few apple crumbles and, and apple pies out of it that sounds good
2: that sounds good get that get that up and running we'll have to I'll visit the OT community joining column for <laughs> apple
1: crumble oh, apple on tasted. the ranch. <laughs> That's it on the ranch over here in, in Donegal, but that there is. Uh, I thought it was just something that happened over the last week. I, I've begun over the last, I would say, ten years, specifically the last five years since we built this house to appreciate trees and nature much, much more than I ever did previously. Um, I guess that's probably something that happens with people as they get older. They you know, understand how long it takes for a tree to grow to a certain size for that, for example. But um, there is quite a lot of trees around where my house is. And I've spent quite a bit of time over the last couple of months, you know, cutting ivy and things like that. So the trees are healthier and things. So some things that I never could have imagined myself doing that I, I do now, like having four hands, as you mentioned, or those sort of little quirks. But yeah. Any trees that you planted, Sean, over the last week? It's mostly
2: trees dying. If to cut the trees down, then you're thinking long term, we'll have some, some trees slot in there.
1: A side note, my, uh, one of my favorite sayings is the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is today. So I always think of that as well when, I, <laughs> when I'm planting these trees.
2: Colin, you need to start going
1: back to the, the best time. When was the best time? 20 years ago. 20 years ago, So, I'll have to create a time machine. Well, if you get a time machine going for that. Yeah. The other thing, Sean, that I was going to take up is uh, we've talked in the past before. I, I am a music fan. I know, I don't think music has as much of an interest for you. You can correct me if I'm wrong. I did mention previously on one of these episodes about musicals, and that's something that my wife got me into is musicals. Again, I never thought I would enjoy them as much as I have. But over the past week, I've actually booked two sets of tickets to go to musicals. One is Wicked, which is based on The Wizard of Oz, and the other is Hamilton, which I'm sure people have been aware of uh, in terms of it's on the Disney Channel and things like that quite popular in, in new york on the stage but both of those are touring into ireland ireland has quite a quite relatively new uh theater in dublin which now is kind of getting those bigger shows that are touring these tickets sean though that i did get the question is not about musicals the question is about the tickets the second set of tickets which i actually bought today are for october 2024 so we are now on the 27th of april 2023 so pretty much closing in on 18 months a year and a half to that what is the furthest out you've ever purchased tickets to something for and is that a ludicrous time in advance to purchase tickets to something
2: i don't know how you would ever end up there in the end if you purchase tickets from that far away i mean that's just purchasing tickets out into the ether i was thinking about this and i was thinking that it was probably the difference between like 15 minutes before the show and a couple hours before the show right so maybe a couple hours is the early is the the longest in advance. You mentioned these these shows are coming to, to Dublin. I was wondering if you were were headed out to London for these. I had a chance when I went to London back with a, a college class quite a while back. Now we went to three. Almost or four. at
1: that best time ago, Sean. Was it the time to plant the trees? <laughs>
2: time to plant the trees. <laughs> time to go to plays in London yeah and so had a chance to go to, to three or four of those i don't know that we went to any musicals you you bring up the musicals and i was fortunate enough and, and definitely emphasis on fortunate to have gotten to live in new york city for a year and a half with my brother again a while back now at this point and i'm not i'm not a musical fan musicals and music <laughs> Like are two separate categories. <laughs> but I should say that I was surprised at how much I enjoyed Rent. I was surprised at how much I enjoyed Avenue Q, which is a uh, musical, a sort of a vulgar musical with puppets. You know, again, a, a pretty high-profile musical there in New York City. Um, but you mentioned musicals, and immediately I thought of one of the show recommendations, which we're sort of gradually leading into here, which is, Schmigadoon, a TV show on Apple Plus where they're getting trapped in this fake land of the musicals. Romantic comedy slash musical spoof. And I have anytime, seen this. Yeah. I have I mean, seen so this. anytime it, you have something starring Keegan-Michael Key and, and he is also a skeptic of the musicals. Maybe not that fired up in the musicals spring into life within the context of of his life there but that's a recommendation for you there if you're looking for something a little bit silly looking for something with him starring in it and
1: that only has one season correct
2: no second season is now in progress and chicago
1: is the musical being spoofed in this one so i did i did enjoy that when you mentioned it at the start i was like that sounds familiar and i was kind of like what's this and then when you you mentioned the rest of it uh i really en- i really enjoyed season one so i'll have to, to check out season two off of that one um sean i don't know if we go we stick have you some direction you want to go do you want to stick with tv do you want to go to film do you want to just jump between both what are we doing here
2: Yeah. Well, what are your your tv recommendations here for us Colin?
1: So I, I've watched a couple of things because it's so long since we we did these that I wanted to to bring a few up. One that I'm not going to get into and review, but I just want to mention that I'm really enjoying it because it's something that has come up on the show before is we are now, and I don't know, Sean, it might potentially have even been after season one that we recommended it. I don't know if we've ever mentioned season two, but Ted Lasso is now into that third season. Have you continued the journey along with it? I've I've really enjoyed all the all the episodes, really.
2: Good, good. I'm glad that season three is paying off. Yeah, kind of waiting for that one to finish to sort of watch all together. We are watching a variety of shows on Apple Plus as they do come out. The Big Door Prize, obviously starring the main protagonist from the IT crowd and someone who will be very familiar to. UK audiences, that show didn't get great reviews, which I think is a little bit surprising because it's extremely well put together. It is actually quite depressing though, which not something you're necessarily looking for uh, even from arguably a a highbrow comedy. But yeah, I, I think that that one, again, a surprising kind of disconnect with the reviews there, but Colin, that was also, I think my issue with especially the second half of season two of ted lasso is that despite the optimism despite these amazing coaching values and life values that ted lasso embodies the second half of season two was dark and i mean some of the things are looking at the season three also look dark so hopefully I, i mean season one was one of the most perfect seasons in all of television history
1: Season it's one was definitely it's difficult I think. to
2: really, I mean, to stay at that level, even if your show's very good, because it was just so
1: perfect. Yeah, it's basically if you think of it, you know, if there's a sequel to a movie, for example, it's very hard to maintain the high standard set in the, the first one. I do agree that it was darker in season two and season three so far, in terms of the reviews. I've seen some people that really don't enjoy it and some people that enjoy it a lot. And some of the episodes were pretty slow and feel like they're setting up other stuff. But uh, the last episode, which I've seen last week, I I haven't seen this week's current episode that came out on Wednesday, but I I thought it was one of the best episodes of the entire series as a whole. The one that I want to mention, Sean, I don't know if you've ever had a chance to watch this, but it is Top Boy. It's a British television crime drama, and it's set in in London. Uh, So there's four seasons of it, and so 26 episodes. But prior to that, there was two seasons called Summer House. Um, it is on Netflix in Ireland I don't know if it's in the US but based kind of on you know drug gangs in in London and I thought it was an absolutely incredible show I binge watched it to the point where it felt like I couldn't at times stop watching it you know I would stay up later at night it was one of those shows where I had to continue to watch it and I don't know if I've mentioned this on the show before but something that happens to me sometimes if I watch something that's Either graphic or violent at night sometimes it kind of creeps into my (laughs) dreams then when i'm asleep but i was actually willing to sacrifice that for for top boy so i would highly recommend anyone it it can be a tough watch at times it's not something i've mentioned this on these previous shows it's not something to watch with young children around but um i i would recommend it to anybody um what it has gone into one of my all-time favorite series at this point ever heard of it Yes, but haven't necessarily watched that
2: one another show set over there that I hadn't watched throughout most of the run. Have we mentioned on the show before, Colin, how Peaky Blinders is probably one of the best four or five shows of all time?
1: I I don't think we've talked with Peaky Blinders on this. And Peaky Blinders, I'll be honest, it's a show that I have tried at times to be like, I'm going to start this. And then I get a bit, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna stop. And then I try and start again. And I've never—is it a, Do you need to get through a few episodes until your it really grabs you, or how do you feel? No, I I
2: don't. So you may not. It may not be the right show for you. It was one where I resisted watching for a long time because gangs is not really a show topic we're that interested in per se. But I mean, you even watch the first 15 minutes, and you can tell from. Everything about it. I mean, you have certain shows that are just elevated so far above really the quality of everything else, where the architecture of the landscape, the way the scenes are set up, the light and dark contrasts, I mean, just even very peripheral types of things. And then you have the movement with the characters, the dialogue and the rising action within the scenes, the acting then to pull it all off I mean basically everything comes down to script and so the quality of the words that you're asking the actors to say is going to determine whether something is brilliant or something comes off as having been like a CW show that was shot in someone's backyard but it not that some of those shows can't also be very fun but there's also a level where you have an act- actor like Killian Murphy being able to bring it to the next level. You think of the all-time draft of greatest TV show characters, and obviously, Elsewhere Engine is going to be the 101. But then once you move beyond that, I mean, Tommy Shelby is there in the mix with Walter White in that 102, 103 area, and for a character to jump that clearly into the top tier, I I wasn't necessarily expecting that. It is really one of these experiences that is almost transcendent, I think, because anytime that you have human beings crafting something of that caliber, it, it, number one, blows you away. It takes you someplace else. But it also just makes you very happy to be part of this whole human project and species and what have you, you, we see so many examples all the time of people bringing out the worst of themselves and each other, you know, working against the common good. Something like a TV show is very unimportant by contrast to big decisions being made in the world. And obviously, unfortunately, many of those decisions leading to things like war and famine and, just catastrophic and very sad elements of what it means to be alive. But one of the reasons that stories are so important is that they do give us myths and narratives that we can hang on to. Now, again, this kind of goes back to the gang situation where whether or not the particular things being modeled in the show are are positive for us is a little bit of a different question. But I just, seeing what people can do the the skill the talent the i just when something rises to this level it's a little bit like with the first season of ted lasso even though the types of shows are very very different for people to be able to accomplish something of that brilliance it, it just it fills you with these feelings that i mean they're really hard to replicate in any other way and it's it's both this sort of out of yourself experience and also just pride and gratitude that these things exist that people can do
1: these things so yeah it was good it was good (laughs) so sean has really put me on the spot i've said that i couldn't get into it and i'm going to have to go back and i'm going to have to try it one more time it's a couple of years since i I did try and i have said that some of those shows the downfall has been been able to watch the content with a now five-year-old but at those times you know two three four-year-old it's not the best thing to have on a you no, know, 65 inch television when <laughs> they're sitting beside you. So I, I think I'm I've written down Piggy Blinders here, Sean, on the, the sheet and I'm gonna have to try because the actors in it, I'm a, a big fan of a lot of the actors in it, like Killian Murphy, who you, you mentioned. The next one that I'm gonna mention is another one that kind of just was one of those things that popped up on Netflix and I thought I'll give this a try. It was it's called Back to Life, and it's a, a kind of a dark comedy um set in the UK about a woman who is been in jail for kind of a a murder for you know over a decade and she comes back in trying to adapt to life in the modern day with like mobile phones and all the different technology and so on i find it quite funny there's two seasons so far um there may be a third season coming up not 100 percent sure of that yet but i I like kind of dark humor and I, i thought this was quite funny One, again, I'm going to ask you this question, and I'm always interested to see if these pop up on the UK side of Netflix at all. Um, It does show here on Google, though, that it also is available on Disney+, Plus. so it probably is one that's available, but just thought it was an an interesting premise and was funnier than I was kind of expecting leading in.
2: Colin, I don't think I am familiar with this particular one, which is interesting because most of, or at least many of the European shows, as you mentioned, Netflix UK and, and Netflix here in the US do have different offerings sometimes. So sometimes you can't even get the same things, but we watch a lot of European shows, a lot of shows from other places around the world. So I would think most of these will pop up. But yeah, I, we'll have to, have to put that on the list. The one that I think I have been telling you about that is not a Netflix show, but one, we watched again on Apple Plus. Ad Sisters is specifically an Irish show with a ton of Irish actors and is sort of the, the brainchild, I think, of Sharon Horgan, who has done all kinds of entertaining shows in the past. Are you familiar with her work? What's your favorite show when you kind of think back through some of the things... That that she has done. It's that, Carl. I'm expecting you to be all over these. As again, someone who who lives there in Ireland. We have. Well, let's see what some of the the, the names are here. We have. You're,
1: you're putting me. You're putting me on the spot. Uh, just because somebody's Irish doesn't mean that I'm going to have you know know them first name basis and and know all the information. But that's more of a <laughs> a joking reply. There there is a show, Sean, that pops up for her. And again, I don't know if this has made it across to the U.S. And she has a small part role in it. But there is a series called Motherland, uh, which is a U.K. comedy series, which my wife repeatedly binge-watches over and over again, that she has some roles in. She was also in that uh, Game Night film, which I thought was pretty interesting. Uh, A bit uh, dark at times as well. But they're probably two of my favorite things. I haven't seen... I haven't seen Bad Sisters yet, but it did pop up this week, and I went on Google to, to see what it was all about. So I'm it's definitely on my list. Well, she was in a couple of episodes
2: of Bob's Burgers. She was in a couple of episodes of BoJack Horseman. But she created – she was in an episode of Moonboy, which Loved Moonboy. obviously is a, a show that you and, and my brother are are huge fans of. She was the co-creator, writer, and executive producer of Catastrophe – Similar for the show Dead Boss, which is another pretty entertaining comedy involved in, in lots of things there. So make sure you check that out. Also, one of the main characters and executive producer for This Way Up, which is...
1: That was fun today. Yeah,
2: a very, again, a comedy, but that one. And Bad Sisters is a is a comedy that's also a murder mystery the sisters may or may not have murdered one of the husbands and kind of work your way backward through that so those are
1: always the best when you have multiple things layered in it is always the best when there's multiple things layered and just when you were mentioning about the the murder aspect i'm just looking up something that i definitely haven't mentioned in the show but it is a show that i think that you would definitely like and i'm looking up to try and find the name of it. Is it, I don't know. Are you aware of who Graham Norton is? He's like a TV host here in the the UK, right? There's a book of Graham Norton's called Holding that has been turned into a, a series. It's only one season, but among the best season of TV that I have watched in terms of like the drama aspect of it. Um, at the end of it, I felt like I was kind of sitting like wanting more but it, it ends after one season that it's a a finite show uh, would highly recommend it don't want to spoil it too much but it feels like based on the shows that you often recommend that it may be one of interest
2: i'll have to check that out moon boy as we mentioned also stars chris o'dowd he's the star again of the it crowd and the big door prize which we mentioned earlier anything that he is in <laughs> you definitely want to watch colin you have one more recommendation here of, I believe, an Irish show, and it's I, a I've season got, two. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I, and I've got go a season ahead, sorry. two for people as well. But this has finished up after three seasons. I always, I get so I get so uh, disappointed when something you know finishes up when you really enjoy it. But sometimes it's better to have those short amount of seasons that are excellent rather than something that drags on and. By the end of it you're having to struggle to watch it but Derry Girls is a series and the reason I wanted to bring this up is I've watched it multiple times one of the most famous in terms of in Ireland Father Ted is like a three series show that was with an actor called Dermot Morgan who was a comedian who passed away after the third season Ard Hanlon is another actor in that who may have appeared in some things that people would be more familiar with but Father Ted would be classed as the peak of Irish comedy, in my opinion. I have, over the last couple of years, since this Dairy Girls trio of seasons has finished up, I think it may have surpassed it in terms of the best Irish comedy series of all time. So the other part of it is there's a lot of it because where I'm from, Derry is less than one hour drive away. So it's set in the, what for us is called the Troubles, where, you know, there was a lot of war going on in Northern Ireland so there's a lot of it that uh, is taken at from a comedy aspect which is very familiar to me from the area that I'm from so I don't know how much of it actually translates beyond Ireland but um, a show that I absolutely love I have recommended it before so I'm not going to go into big details but that's Derry Gerds for anyone who wants to check it out
2: and I think it it is interesting and it is very relevant as you mentioned that I mean, this element where, in you know, Northern Ireland being at war is one that is unique and is a little bit difficult to, to really, you know, fully understand or conceptualize if you haven't lived within that context. I mean, obviously, in the United States, there have been numerous wars over the past 50, 60 years, and many people involved in those, and certainly the soldiers who go and are asked to participate. I mean, it's it's very close and intense and meaningful for them. And then you have a lot of carry-on effects then once they come back. And so society is trying to to deal with those things and specifically the people involved have to deal with them. To have the conflict be closer to home though, and something that, I mean, if you, and <laughs> you know, right now you think about some of the things that are happening in the US where there are disagreements Bad feeling. There are conflicts within and across different areas of the country. Fortunately, those things are still very much a matter of rhetoric and politics and Russia and China trying to intervene and get people riled up by planting fake things in social media, as opposed to some of the things that you've described very eloquently before on the show, where, you know, Ireland deals with those elements and even as you mentioned if you take a drive several hours to the north you get into that area where you know even today there are occasional concerns and so very i think compelling to think about a show as you've described and this show gets fantastic recommendations from my brother as well uh, one that can handle it with a comedic aspect that that enhances as opposed to undermines some of the things
1: that are going on there it's very hard to make something funny when it has you know such real implications historically in terms of like the people who would have died and things like that and i'm sure there is people who would object to the show for those reasons but i do think that it's very funny in terms of how they managed to balance that overall and the other the last recommendation sean i have for today is actually a film and it ties in just with that whole part that you mentioned with the issues in Northern Ireland it was actually something that you asked me about in the episode when we did kind of expand on it um, and again if anyone wants to go back and check out the other episodes that we have recorded they have been reposted from time to time but they usually have you know like bonus Q&A or bonus episode or, or something like that in the title as well but you mentioned the show Belfast and asked if I had seen that and that is a show set in the late 1960s in Northern Ireland and Belfast, which is the capital of Northern Ireland, and it shows it from the perspective of a young child in terms of how life was at that point. I, I've mentioned this before. I'm fortunate that when I was born, there was still stuff going on, but I wasn't as aware of it. You know, it, it kind of had started to tail off. Unfortunately, the biggest trouble or the biggest incident that happened while I was alive was the Oma bombing, in which was for Northern Ireland a large number of people killed in but shortly after that the Good Friday Agreement which is kind of the process in place at the minute to try and keep peace in Northern Ireland uh, it came in shortly after that and was agreed upon so Belfast is a film that came out in 2021 and one that you had mentioned but I think in terms of again I think getting into the mindset of what you're talking about with Peaky Blinders in terms of like the way it's shot the set the the way everything comes together it feels very authentic and there is one part in it and it's not a spoiler it's at the very start which i thought was one of the best openings to any film i've ever seen is where it has modern day belfast and for people who have seen the titanic for example i'm sure most people have seen that film it was built in a shipyard in belfast called harland and wolf and the there's kind of like a famous crane at that with h and w on it and it starts off with that in yellow, and it goes to a brick wall. And as it goes over the brick wall, the screen turns to black and white, and this fellow then is in black and white throughout it, which I thought was an awesome visual as the way they changed it from the present to the past. But go check it out, Belfast. It is a, it's a tough watch throughout, but I think it's it's worth it.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Sean, as we get ready to close up, I had some films down, but I think we could nearly save some of our film recommendations for another show like this over the the next couple of weeks. Have you anything, a final recommendation that you want to throw out there for the the listeners? Well, to start with, we want to tell people to get
2: back in there, check out Season 2 of Slow Horses, that's one we mentioned in the past. Uh, Gary Oldman, absolutely fantastic. I don't know if Season 1 is as good as Season 2, but that's because Season 1... I don't know if Season 2 is quite as good as Season 1, but that's because Season 1 was more or less perfect. Season 3 will be out sometime relatively shortly. And then, Colin, we jump to Space Comedies with Hugh Laurie. So anyone who's a fan of his various works. I mean, this might be the perfect one for him. He's sort of a fake captain of a spaceship. They run into, it's a space cruise ship, right? They run into some difficulty as opposed to getting back in a couple months and maybe years. You can imagine all of the hijinks that ensue there. That's one if you're looking for a comedy. And then I wanted to throw out sort of a trio of Westerns and very different Types of westerns for people who are looking at for different kinds of things. We have Outer Range with Josh Brolin, that's a prime show and it's sort of a contemporary sci fi western. So, if that gets you fired up, obviously, anytime you have Josh Roland, Brolin, you know there's going to be intensity with it. I won't give too many spoilers on the sci fi portion, but I thought that was fantastic. We transition to the English, another prime show this time with Emily Blunt. Again, if she's in it, you know. You're going to have a blast, maybe not as good as The Edge of Tomorrow with Tom Cruise. We're still kind of waiting for the sequel to that one, but she is an English gentleman going to the West to seek revenge for the death of her son. As the story unfolds there, you get lots of twists and turns and also a pretty big twist in terms of what the death was and how that was accomplished but this one column has elements that are quentin tarantino ish i wouldn't say it's quite that over the top but you have sort of scenes that are held interactions between characters that are more extended and intense you have screens suffused with color you have this sort of vaguely surreal but hyper realistic element to the story and obviously you have some pretty intense violence there, so that show a pretty stark contrast. And then the final one would be the more vanilla, straightforward, like Western Western, where it's taking itself more seriously. But I think good 1883, right in the Yellowstone universe. I haven't seen Yellowstone column. I don't know if you have. Obviously, it's one of the you know bigger sort of cultural phenomena, at least within a certain niche. Over the last handful of seasons, 1883 is sort of an origin story. You have Faith Hill, you have Tim McGraw, and Colin, this one has voiceover, which is always a risky tactic. Anytime that you get voiceover in the first 60 seconds of a show, your chances for that show to be solid fall through the floor. Actually, you get voiceover early in English, but it recovers from it the first 10 minutes of that show. Not as good as the rest. But in this one, I think the voiceover actually pretty successful, even though a lot of what comes out of it is melodrama. And again, you're going to say, well, that also can very much undermine a show. But with the way that 1883 is filmed, with the way the story is told, the voiceover, I think, works with it. And so it'll be interesting if we have listeners out there who have watched this one feel the opposite, let us know if we have huge fans of these shows. But one of the interesting things I think is that we're coming back into a time period where we get a lot of great entries from a variety of genres. I thought it was interesting to have three relatively recent Westerns that were all so good and were all so different. When you tend to think of Westerns, you tend to think a lot of different genre entries, you know, whether it's crime or you know, some type of silly action adventure. You tend to think of those as being limited in some ways or following certain templates that are gonna be restrictive. I love the way, again, that we're seeing so many great minds approach content and tell stories from interesting perspectives. But if you're a fan of Westerns, you got some good options recently. Go on and check those out.
1: Yeah, check, check them out. Um... I think this has been fun. Hopefully people have enjoyed listening. And I will say if any if anyone has any questions who would like to hear myself or Sean talk on a future one of these, we kind of do them impromptu sometimes if there is something that shows aren't going to make sense if we talk about the NFL draft today, for example, or talk about rookie values and everything's changed by the time the show would have released. But send them my way on Twitter, add over to Marlin or send them to me as well, on email at OvertimeArnold at gmail.com or Road of His Radio at gmail.com. Sean, something that I get asked though on these shows, and you mentioned a few things today that were very interesting, people do reach out from time to time and say, what show was it that Sean said such and such? And it's always something very philosophical and you know life-changing, and, and people do reach out to hear them, so I'm glad that you know people really do enjoy these shows, so another fun one. Well, that seems like an overstatement, but yeah, I mean, the stories are are fantastic.
2: I have... A list of books here that we'll get into in a different show you mentioned some movies the the quality and the diversity obviously variety of television that's being made now i mean there's still a lot that's not very good we've kind of joked in the past that netflix has kind of turned into this combination between network television and like 90s late night cable <laughs>
1: where you're getting there is a, there's a lot of content but there is a lot of bad content and I think it's important to have these things where I've taken a few show names that you've mentioned that I've never even heard of on today's show. And I'm like, well, I'll have to check those out because it's sometimes it can be hard to you know get through the the landfill to find the, the one gem that is sitting there in your Netflix.
2: Yeah. And I mean you didn't want streaming <laughs> to turn into cable where I mean the, the thing always with that is that you, you got 200 channels but there's nothing to watch every week with netflix you get more silly reality and you know serial killer documentaries and and that kind of thing and i'm sure that there are some interesting nuggets in some of those shows mostly though that's not the kind of thing that i personally tend to be interested in it is great when you look up and and see something you are pretty fired up about them, i haven't watched it yet but the belief finale now we have the movie after five seasons of the last kingdom and so kind of saving that as a special treat at some point seven kings must die obviously you have utrid throughout the storyline there one of the great television shows of all time and then the diplomat released just this week on netflix and i don't have a even the slightest sense of if it would be considered remotely realistic, but you have the intensity of action. You have characters who seem like they could be, even if it's not realistic, could be vaguely like real people. And one of the issues that you have with a lot of political programming, I said political drama, you have all of these characters. And obviously it's the issue with doctor and lawyer types of shows as well. I mean, people have foibles and people can be, competent in their area and still not have maybe great emotional intelligence or elite capabilities outside of that. But when you watch television shows and you're dealing with very high functioning types of professions and the characters are not portrayed as having like really any functional abilities at all and or the dialogue that they're given would just really not correspond to the level of thoughtfulness maybe that you would want in a variety of ways for people who are having to do these types of things. The diplomat is at the far opposite end of the scale from that. And anybody who has watched The Americans knows that Carrie Russell has emerged from being, I wouldn't say a child star, but you know you have things like Felicity. Most of the things that she has been in the past, I think probably very well liked. But anybody who's watched her in Americans knows what a force she is as an actress. She's phenomenal in this as well. So Colin, we were wrapping up there, but you got me fired up enough that a few more recommendations thrown out. Yeah, we really enjoy. So, And also, we want to hear the best recommendations from the listeners also. What shows, movies, Have you guys come across on your streaming devices? One way or another, at this point, I have access to almost everything and or pull up those free trials from time to time to grab the things like 1883 that you don't otherwise have. If we have listeners who subscribe to unique streaming services that people don't have and they've come across a hidden gem, let us know about those. If you want to make the counter argument from a show that we have not been as high on, we want to hear about that if you think there's the greatest show of all time that people are underrating let us know those as well
1: yeah maybe that's something that we should do in one of these down the line is you know you mentioned the 101 for some of the the actors and characters maybe we should do some sort of you know drafts for example with some of these uh shows and series and actors and so on so we'll have a think about that but it's been a fun one as we talk through some of our recommendations a while since we did this so hopefully people have enjoyed it we will be back on Monday with our regular content. Hopefully, you are subscribed to the RotoViz Overtime podcast feed already. But if you aren't, make sure you hit that subscribe button, drop us a written review. And until we are back, my name is Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at OverToMarlin. My co host, as always, is Sean Siegel. Check out Sean's work on RotoViz.com. And until then, have a good one. Thank you for listening to Overtime and Rotovis Radio. Please rate and review the Rotovis Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can contact us via email at rotovisradio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Rotovis Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotovis with a discount through the Rotovis Radio homepage, rotovis.com forward slash podcast.
3: Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around.